You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. Today, we are very lucky to have Teg Singbedi, and he is the general manager of HipCamp Canada. He's responsible for leading HipCamp's launch operations and expansion across our country. And his experience ranges from technology marketplaces, logistics, strategy consulting in a variety of geographies, including Singapore, the UK, India, and North America. Before joining HipCamp, Teg helped launch Lyft in Canada as its head of market operations. And he also got his MBA from the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Teg, welcome to Marketing News Canada. Our audience and I are very excited to have you. It's definitely definitely a blessing to be able to get someone of your experience to talk to. Uh, yeah, welcome. We're excited to chat. Thank you very much for having me here, Daryl. And excited to be talking to you and to your audience. Amazing. Well, Teg, first, always like to give our audience myself a really good understanding of your background. So, you know, what I'd love to understand is what your origin story is. How did you get to, you know, where you are today? What opportunities did you jump onto to get to where you are today? Yeah, what's your origin story? Yeah, my origin story. So I started out in India. You know, I'm born and raised in India. I uh, was there all the way through high school. And then since then, I've had sort of a international career that spanned, mm-hmm. you know, started off in, in consulting and then entrepreneurship and landed in Canada a few years ago. So after India, I went to university in the UK where I read economics and followed the very traditional path of joining a strategy consulting firm based out of London. Um, Mm -hmm. I was born, however, into a family of entrepreneurs in India. So, you know, always aspired and I would say like felt uh, more at home in the chaos of being like living in an entrepreneurial home, just seeing like, you know, my father and his brothers used to work together, kind of like the way they would live and breathe their work you know, and be so amazingly passionate about it. So, you know, my career in strategy consulting helped me travel a fair amount. But after I knew that I wanted to, you know, try something to do for myself, and I had been back to India after a stint in Asia for a little while, and mm-hmm. started my first company in the logistics world. I started a warehousing company for document storage and document management. So I, and, and that company actually did great. It kind of like still lives on. Uh, but this was, you know, like it was a very capital intensive business. So it was different than, you know, like the typical startups that you hear about now that, you know, are mostly technology based and, and, and scale up very quickly. So around this time, while I was working on this first business, marketplaces, you know, around the world, it started to pop up. And I think uh, Uber and Airbnb sort of being the two leaders that space, you know, both started about 10 years ago. And just seeing like how they were revolutionizing, you know, those particular businesses, I saw, uh, you know, an opportunity to bring that similar business model into the trucking space in India. Mm-hmm. And there I started my second entrepreneurial endeavor of like building Freight, which was a trucking marketplace in, in India. Mm. You know, so this, the second company had like far less success than the first, you know, and a variety of reasons and learnings for that. But through that adventure, you know, I, I went to do my MBA to the U.S. after and then landed in Canada where I followed my now wife, then girlfriend, you know, who is uh, working out of Toronto. So I, I moved to Toronto about four years ago 
and for many years before that had been emulating the ride hailing industry on the trucking space through my company and I mm-hmm. uh, was very lucky to, and fortunate to be you know one of the first few team members that started with Lyft in Canada and, and was on the founding team and helped launch Lyft's ride hailing business across Canada. So I had a really interesting and exciting time there until earlier this year when I moved to Hipcamp. You know, and Hipcamp is also a marketplace, so it sort of you know continues this tradition of mine and, and passion within you know technology marketplaces with like a real world element. And Hipcamp is a marketplace for you know international outdoor stays. And we just launched in Canada. So I currently lead our team in, in Canada. We just launched earlier this summer and uh, you know, are now present in all 10 provinces and are continuing to grow. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Definitely quite the path and one that I think resonates with myself and, and a bunch of other audience members being on that entrepreneurial tip. Mm-hmm. I'd love to understand a little bit more about... Um, your stints at Lyft. And I'm curious to, to kind of get a, get, get your perspective on what it was like to be on the founding team to launch a rideshare or launch, you know, a, a marketing incumbent into Canada and what kind of considerations you had to, you had to take there as the, uh, within your position. Yeah. So, you know, I think it was like an incredibly exciting, exciting time at the company. This is back in 2017 when I started there. Lyft was already a fairly big company, but for the last several years, I'd worked at startups, you know, myself and the biggest team sort of like that I led during that time was about a hundred people. So joining a company wow. that was already several, several thousand people, right? Like was, you know, not an easy decision, but I think like what made it really interesting was this like true startup within a startup that the Canadian team was, you know, so I was the third or the fourth employee on the team, a team that, you know, mm-hmm. then scaled to about 60 or so people across the country. And this was Lyft's first and only international expansion. So prior to this, you know, unlike Lyft's competitor Uber, Lyft had only been in, in the United States for the first several years of its, of its journey. And then in 2017, mm-hmm. decided to expand into Canada as its first international market, right? So I think like the, the combination, as I mentioned, of like having the true startup within a larger, larger company or larger startup was really great. And I think the also the dynamics of the the business at the time because you know we were launching at a time when again our competitors the incumbent had been around in Canada for some time. Mm-hmm. So unlike other markets in North America where you know ride hailing um started and and there was two or three different options in each market in Canada what we saw was we had, uh, you know, Uber had been around for a while, and and Lyft hadn't, uh, you know, and really not seen much competition. So the the dynamics of launching a business under that kind of a competitive atmosphere was really interesting, and lots of great mm-hmm. learnings there of just like how, you know, around game theory and around, uh, you know, how these kind of like well-funded companies and and if, if you remember back to. 2017 and 2018, right? Like there was like extreme, extreme competition in that space with, you know, both mm-hmm. companies and, and several ride hailing companies across the world going out to try and get as much market share as possible, right? So, but back to our team at Lyft, right? It was like a, you know, really strong leadership. You know, I think one big learning is also just around the culture that the, you know, that the, that the company had and like how mission driven the company was and uh, and is, and then also like how all of the the team that you know, came together to launch that was extremely mission driven as well. And I think the what we saw was that 
Canadians really, you know, really li- like the brand and sort of like aligned with that mission-driven strategy and brand values that Lyft brought to the Canadian market. And, you know, it was a long haul getting to Vancouver, as you as you would know, like we, we launched in oh Toronto first and we're serving several other <laughs> markets. So we were excited to launch in, you know, in Vancouver more recently as well. And, you know, now like truly can, you know, serve like all of these different markets. So it's been, yeah, like really, really interesting and exciting time. Yeah. I, I on, thank you for sharing, Tag. I remember, you know, you bring up these, you know, the timing of this and I'm remembering feelings of PTSD, wondering why we didn't have rideshare hair yet while watching all of our friends in Toronto have it for so long. <laughs> I don't miss those days. Well, thank you for sharing that. Now, you know, onto your current position and working with, uh, with HempCamp. So I'd love to understand, you know, what brought you there? Why did you choose to join the team there? And then maybe we can get into, you know, what HempCamp is and, and a little bit more details there. But, you know, knowing where you come from, what drew you to this next opportunity and, and what made it something to you that was, you know, justified the next five plus years of your life to, to go and, and work on? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think when I say first and foremost, you know, like I have a true passion for internationalizing businesses. As I mentioned, I've like worked in several geographies now, and I've really seen both positive and negative examples of you know companies doing both a good, a fair, or like you know a terrible job of like internationalizing their business after having achieved you know product market fit in their original market. You know, have seen and seen that in Asia, and then most recently with Lyft in in Canada as well. Hmm. I think one of the one of the things that excited me about Hipcamp was uh, you know Alyssa who is our founder, you know how she really thought of Hipcamp as a truly global business very early in its life cycle. So you know it's a company that's like born in California but it is truly a global marketplace and the vision is for it to become a, a global marketplace. So I think to have the opportunity to be able to help scale a company this early in its life cycle was incredibly exciting. You know, additionally, mm-hmm. I mentioned I'm like really passionate about marketplace businesses and through COVID-19, right? Like we all have aspired to spend more time outside. So, you know, I certainly have been one of those folks as well. And in fact, just when, you know, COVID hit back in March, 2020, my wife and I and our family, we were abroad at the time and had to, you know, be evacuated back into Canada when we got here, our, our house was still under renovation. So we ended up staying at a friend's farmhouse, truly like outdoors in nature for about three months, right? During the worst of wow. COVID in, in, this, uh, yeah, in the second quarter of last year. And that really, you know, I've had, you know, I am an outdoors person and I enjoy spending time out in nature, but spending three months out, you know, in log cabin with just, you know, something, that, a place that was only heated by wood fire and us being able to go like, you know, make our own maple syrup and do some, all of these types of activities and do them every day for such an extended period of time, just like gave us this like whole new meaning to like what it meant and like the the positive benefits of what, what those of being outdoors can be, you know. So I know like all of us tend to go outdoors and we think of it doing it in like, you know, these small spurts, maybe on weekends or on holidays. But that's what got me really passionate about the space, right? And that's what HipCamp is all mm-hmm. about. HipCamp's just about getting more people outdoors and just making it more and more accessible for people to get outdoors. So, you know, when this opportunity came around and HipCamp was wanting to launch in Canada, it seemed like a perfect uh, meeting of 
the minds on on my goals and around working with marketplaces, right? My passion about internationalization and also this like real world experience that I was having around wanting to try and get more people outside. And, and that's what brought me to HipCamp. And yeah, and it's been like a really exciting journey since I got here. Yeah, it, it definitely sounds like COVID was a watershed moment for a lot of a lot of people in terms of how they prioritized what a vacation looked like or how they prioritized their free time. And, and, you know, hearing that you were remote for two months there, that is incredible. Uh, I, I haven't had an experience like that yet. I got to ask, was, was that remote as in no Wi-Fi? Uh, spotty Wi-Fi. There was, we spotty did have Wi-Fi. Spot, spot, <laughs> yeah, so we had spot, spotty Wi-Fi, but there wasn't backcountry. But still, it was, you know, just being able to step out of, you know, a little log cabin and be out in nature and not see anybody else for so many days. And I I know, like, that's the time where, like, you know, cities were, like, extremely high anxiety because we didn't know all that we now know about COVID-19. And people were just not even sure about what precautions to take. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think, like, just like that, that healing therapeutic parts of, like, just being consistently in nature for a while was was really like revolutionary for me and not just myself in fact like my wife after that experience is also you know now an entrepreneur setting up an outdoor focused business so we both sort of like took the plunge at the same time that's how you know life-changing sort of like that experience was for us nice well thanks for sharing i would love to hear about how how the launch has been going and what the plan, you know, your plan, your team's plan was to, to launch HipCap into Canada. So can you maybe share with the audience a little bit of how you approach that? You know, obviously launching something, an exciting product and service like you guys have into an entire country requires quite a few careful considerations and planning. So I'd love to, I mean, obviously, whatever you can share, I would love to hear about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe a little bit of just helping the audience understand what HipCamp is. Right, we are a marketplace, as I mentioned, of for outdoor stays. We help hosts who are private landowners, you know, invite folks onto their land for activities such as camping, glamping, and we have like a whole range of different types of glamping options from tents to yurts and cabins, right? And also we do lots of like extras and experiences where you know you can go onto a farm and have like a truly farm-to-table meal, or you could go, you know, stay at a blueberry farm and also go berry picking or sit in an apple orchard and also apple apple picking. So we have this combination of just bringing more people out to nature by unlocking um, private land in a way that it hasn't been done before. So as I mentioned, we, we launched in California a few years ago, you know, and have scaled really rapidly through the U.S. We acquired a company in Australia which was doing something similar and, and and had an expansion there last year in 2020. And then 2021, we expanded in into Canada. But this was like a truly organic expansion, right? So I, I came on board the team early this year. And, you know, our, our goal was to launch ahead of the summer and spring and summer camping season when people really start thinking about the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really a short amount of time, I would say, like within maybe like three to five months period is like when we, you know, like really worked on the launch and, and then successfully launched the business. And as you'd imagine, one of the, the biggest uh, pieces here was to just grow out our supply base, right? Which is like this community of Canadian hosts, you know, who would provide beautiful stays on their land and their property for campers, 
and then also be able to like help them understand like how they could make these additional revenue streams. And so, you know, it's been really successful. We we launched in June 2021. You know, as of today, we have over a thousand hosts across all 10 provinces. You know, we're coming soon to the territories wow. as well. And uh, each of these hosts has, you know, really exquisite properties that are, you know, truly immersed in nature. Typically, you know, we have anything from one and a half to three hours away from urban areas. And uh, um, yeah, and I'd say like what we really like find is that um, even our hip campers, as we call them, these are guests that go to go hip camping. You know, we find like the more that they know about nature is the more that they care. So, so you know, our belief and our mission uh, aligns around just getting more people outside to experience nature because we believe that's how they'll like care more about conserving it, right? And uh, and and really, that's how it's played out, right? Like our community is extremely strong. Um, what we find is our you know camper community is we have like had tremendous reviews and sort of like wanting to go back and repeat these experiences with all of these hosts and with the hosts, you know, they've now been able to unlock this additional revenue stream, of course, right? Like which helps them maintain and conserve their land. But also many hosts just like really enjoy in just sharing the land, right? Like often land is, you know, something that's like passed down between families and sort of held in mm -hmm. uh, close hands. But this is really like all, all a part of Canada, right? And there's land when we go out to like the provincial parks and the national parks or crown land that we get access to. But we, there's just like so much of Canada that is also privately owned. But still, right, like it's if given the opportunity, we find that landowners would love to invite folks to come and experience nature there as well. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.
That sounds wonderful. I, I definitely think this will be a service that I use going into the summer next year. You've kind of touched on the benefits uh, that you believe that your campers, your hip campers get out of being in nature and, you know, being on the West Coast, you know, a lot of that is something that I've born and raised believing I'm mean, similar values and getting outside, staying outside. But I'd love to understand, you know, from your perspective, what are what are some of the benefits to the hosts? Yeah, absolutely. I think those, like I mentioned, there's there's a lot of hosts that are just truly wanting to share in their land, right? So as I mentioned, I think like, and they, they often don't get the opportunity to do so. So we often find hosts that, you know, during during their time when they're at their land, they invite sort of like friends and family over like every weekend, uh, mm-hmm. just so that more people can can, can partake in that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what we find through HipCamp is they can just like, open that up to like a much broader audience. So that's certainly something that gets hosts very excited. Secondly, we find that, you know, depending on your land and, and your, the, the host's personal situation, having an additional revenue stream that can go back into conserving the land, keeping it wild, maintaining their land is also really valuable, right? And they certainly don't need to, and this is not, you know, something that they convert into a professional endeavor. This is still their land. They, you know, enjoy it. Maybe they work mm-hmm. on it, right? Like maybe they're uh, farming or doing another economic activity there. But having an additional revenue stream like this can like really help unlock their ability to conserve the land, keep it wild, kind of like give back into the land and maintain it. We find that, you know, we have some high-performing hosts that are now earning in excess of about $100,000 a year. So that's, you know, that's wow. a, a fair fair amount of money for, for folks to, to think through. And then also like uh, what, what HipCamp does is to its sort of like intuitive booking platform, right, which is all on an app as well as uh, on, on mobile and on the web, right? Like we offer them like seamless billing, there's 24-7 customer support. So we, we provide this layer in the middle that mm-hmm. helps, you know, sort of like keep all of these transactions really clear and simple for them. We kind of like do all of the legwork. Um, you know, we do charge a commission. It's typically a 10% commission that we charge our hosts, but the value they get in return is incredible as well. And then the last piece here is just around insurance. That's really important as well because, uh, you know, an activity like this, if you were to invite people over to stay or experience or do an activity on your on your property, that can often be, you know, a point of uh, contention as well, right? So what HipCamp does is we 100% provide insurance to all HipCamp hosts in Canada for all of their visits that they might have from, you know, from guests. So, so that's really, you know, in a nutshell that we that we do for the hosts. One thing in addition is that what we see is like the benefits don't, don't stop at the host itself and they actually spill over into the community too. So one of the big mm-hmm. things that we've seen just in the, the last few months here is, right, in addition to providing revenue streams to local landowners, right, like during a typical stay, an average hip camper also spends about $380 or so on like the local community around the land that they're in, right? And these mm-hmm. are local rural communities where there's, you know, small rural coffee shops and, you know, maybe grocery stores and, and restaurants and gear stores. So this is really like bringing money into those local economies that have, you know, typically seen a lot of like folks move away from there, right? Or or, or only have, you know, seasonal residents that, that they may be working on. So, you know, while hip camping started in the in the summer, and you know we'd be welcome to we'd love to welcome you in the summer. We also have like a ton of winter experiences as well, right? So 
you, you know, like you now have the opportunity to go snowshoeing or cross country skiing on someone's private land. Uh, so that's really cool as well. That sounds amazing. I, I have a whole ton of friends that I know would, would uh, drool at the opportunity to both be able to provide as a host and and also as a hip camper. I have a question about. I know you're, I know your your this would be under your purview, but maybe not something that uh, that you're in day to day. But about the marketing of hip camp and speaking to Canadians and this audience, um, you know what what have you seen be really effective at, at driving education about about hip camp to the Canadian market? Yeah, I think there's two things that come to mind. You know, I'd say one, like just for hip camp, we're relatively new to marketing. And I'd say because the product itself has had such strong product market fit. And like you mentioned, during COVID-19, it's been sort of like a you know watershed moment for the outdoor industry in total, mm-hmm. where we've just had you know, manifold increase in the number of people that were looking to get outdoors, right? Like everyone had been cooped up in their homes and in the cities and, um, you know, recreating outdoors was like one of the most responsible, safe ways to be able to recreate in the, during the pandemic. So what we saw was, you know, the product sort of is so good that it tends to sell itself, right? Like, so it's more about sort of just bringing brand awareness, which, which is what we find is our, you know, responsibility and need. And then sort of like then the product itself and, and once people experience it and sort of like our word of mouth growth, that's been incredible. That said, you know, introducing a new brand into uh, another market is always a challenge. And I think that's where there's certainly a bit of tension in I think global companies as they think about expanding into other markets into like how much of marketing is local and should be local and mm-hmm. how much of it should be centralized. You know, so that's certainly something that we think through and have thought through quite a bit and, you know, something that we continue to work through now as well. You know, so I think in, in Canada, like, you know, some of the learnings here are just like, um, and, and they will resonate in many other international markets as well. But it's just like really important to turn up with a local brand voice, right? Like people recognize Definitely. international and, and global names, but it's also kind of like what and how the brand turns up in Canada. So as part of that, you know, we we, we did uh, some creative campaigns to generate awareness and, you know, help get more people outside. So we we ran a, a contest actually over the summer, you know, offering Canada's best summer job. Actually, we, we invited influencers and applicants to go and experience hip camp, you know, all across the country. So we invited them to go to 20 different hosts across 40 days and they would be paid for their stays. You know, and and uh, they'd be able to go go and photograph these like really like exquisite locations and 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 bring those back not just to hip camp but to the Canadian community, mm-hmm. and and we saw that that resonated really well, right? Obviously, we we got like a ton of interest in terms of folks that wanted to apply to the program and the contest, and Andrew and Brody were the eventual winners. Like had a really like you know compelling application and really great stay. Their content is actually going to start coming out now as well. But what we've seen is. Just the interest, not just from the folks that applied, but like from the, all of like our hip camping community, which continues to grow on how they wanted to like follow them along. Right. And these are, you know, again, very unique Canadian stories being told by, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of, you know, Canadian outdoor enthusiasts who then went to, you know, across like five different provinces to 20 different Canadian hosts you know, and sharing in all of these like really exquisite and, and, and different experiences. So we found like that that's something that worked really well and kind of goes back to our philosophy, like I mentioned, of 
turning up with with a local brand voice and trying to understand like what what we want to do. And we've just got here, so we have like lots planned even for the next year, right? Like we've only been here for a few months, so we you know we've struck off some of the things we wanted to do, but there's just so much more that we would like to do in terms of just participating with and and allying with uh, local organizations. We recently, you know, uh, had a partnership announced with the Indigenous Tourism Corporation Association of Canada. And Mm. with them, right, like we are now going to enable up to 800 Indigenous hosts across Canada to be able to host on HipCamp as well. So so I think like that's really how we think about um, our growth and marketing as well, of just like finding these like truly unique Canadian moments, organizations, partners for us to ally with and, and just make this available to the community mm-hmm. our, our hip camping community. And, and really what we see is as soon as, you know, people are aware about our brand, they try it or they know someone that's tried, that's tried it, you know, that the brand really resonates, the product kind of like sells, sells itself after. That's great. Well, Tag, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to move into our rapid fire question round here. So for this portion, it's gut answers. There's no right or wrong answer. You can say one word answers. You can say a couple sentence answers. But uh, this is a really good way for, for our audience to kind of get to know you outside of everything we've talked about today in an authentic way. So uh, yeah, I'll just jump right into it. So you shared you know, what your first entrepreneurial opportunity was, but I'm curious what your first job was. It was as a DJ. In high school, <laughs> um, that was the first time I got paid was to DJ at a restaurant. Yeah, I think it was maybe 13 or 14 years old at the time. And then I, you know, kind of like did that all through university. So uh, it's a fu- fun time. <laughs> okay. okay. So I got a spinoff question from there. What was your DJ name? <laughs> that one's been kept under wraps for so long. Even my wife okay, doesn't okay. know. <laughs> okay, well, we're, we'll retire that. Not, I'm going to follow one that I'm proud of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Are you uh, are you a night owl or are you an early bird? Used to be a night owl. Recently, in the last two years, we've had two kids, and I think that's radically changed uh, sort of my my you know my life, and certainly like enjoy being an early riser now. That's great. What was the what was the last charity that you you made a decision to support financially or with your time? My family actually runs a foundation in India. It's called the Bedi Foundation, and it supports uh, girl child education in in rural Punjab. Amazing. And that's really where I where I support Moya most of my uh, my my efforts. Recently, also as you'll understand, during COVID nineteen, like India had a really tough time, so the focus had changed a little bit from education to also include healthcare. And, and making sure that provisions were available for folks that were impacted by COVID-19. Wow, that's really impressive. Thanks for sharing. You know, you used to be a DJ. So what was, or currently are a secret DJ. So what is your favorite uh, album or song that's on repeat right now? On repeat right now? I um, My favorite song, yeah, is, um, is a song called, um, yeah, it's a, so it's by Bookashade. I have to like Book look Shade. up the name. This is like bothering me right now. <laughs> Oh, please do pull it up. Pull it up. Bookshade. I'm going to look that up too. Yeah, it's Bookshade. It's called Body Language, of course. I mean, I listen to it so often. I know like the song, like, like you know, the tune in my head. <laughs> That's great. This has been, uh, and check- it's been a favorite for a while. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. 
obviously, you know, try to stay away from the self plug here, but what's your favorite app on your phone that you can't live without <laughs> outside of hip camp? <laughs> yeah, I try to spend, I try not spend too much time on my phone. So I'd say like Spotify is what probably takes, takes most of my time between music and listening to podcasts and things. Also, I think like with being a recent parent, I've also gotten into audiobooks away from reading books. I think that's that's been a, a recent change. So Audible and Spotify. You got to be able to use your hands. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great. Okay. Two questions left. This one's a fun one. If you could have, you know, any superpower, what would that be? I'd say I, I, I really enjoy food. But I, but, it, but you know, I enjoy it to a level where it's not not so great for me. So I'd say if I would be able to eat everything that I like to my heart's content and still be extremely healthy, that would be amazing. <laughs> that that is the funniest response I've gotten to that question. That is like, a, I think that exists. I think that's called working out. Tag. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Well, for for the for the last last question here, um, I'm going to ask Emily to hop off because I need the full screen. But the last question here is: Can I take a Zoom selfie for us to uh, to take as a thumbnail for this episode? Of course. Okay, Tag. I'm gonna uh, I'm just gonna move my camera over and I'm gonna count us down and we're seeing a little selfie here. You can throw your hands up if you want. You know, now you got those free hands. But uh, yeah, three, two, one. Cheers. <laughs> well, Peg, thank you so much for the time today. Honestly, it's been such a pleasure to hear about your background. What a unique upbringing to where you are today. It was truly a pleasure to understand, you know, what motivates you, what motivates what you do for Hip Camp and your approach based on your background to, to the different challenges that you guys have. Thank you so much for joining us today on Marketing News Canada. Yeah, take care. It's been a pleasure. So great chatting with you. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious 
serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 